Wallahu muwaffiq. All praises to Allah. May His peace and blessings be upon His servant and messenger, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The salat is the appointment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set between the slave and between the Lord. It's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that the salat is the covenant between the slave and between the Lord. So whoever leaves this salat, uh, let them not expect anything from the other side. It is mentioned by the ulama and it's also narrated in the athar from the Prophet ﷺ that the person who is praying, he is entreating the Lord. The exact wording used in Arabic is Al-Musalli Yunaji Rabbahu. The one who is praying, he makes munaja of his Lord. Munaja doesn't only mean talking. It means to entreat somebody from, from nearby. So if I'm standing in the pulpit screaming at everybody in the masjid, this is not munaja. Munaja is what? If I come so close to you that you can, you know, you can feel my breath, that you can feel the warmth of my body, and I whisper something close to you in your ear, this is what it is. That the person who is praying, he comes so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as if, uh, as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the nearest thing to him in the world, and indeed he is. It's a, the, without getting into a uh, ilmul kalam discussion with regards to locus to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but there's a meaning that everybody understands uh, from this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, he says, خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُهُ وَهُوَ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created insan and he knows the whisperings uh, of a human being between him and himself and he is closer to his uh, slave than the uh, carotid artery. The carotid artery being the artery that takes blood from the heart to the brain. Allah Ta'ala is close. It's a hadith Qudsi of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's also narrated that uh, it was something said to Sayyidina Musa Alaihi Salaam as well. Um, the, Sayyidina Musa Alaihi Salaam asked Allah Ta'ala, Aqaribun anta fa'unajika, o ba'idun anta fa'unadika, O my Lord, are you close so that I should whisper when calling upon you? Are you far away that I should cry out when calling upon you? He's asking Allah Ta'ala what the adab of dua is. And Allah Ta'ala says to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, like he said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I am the, I am the, uh, I am the companion of the one who mentions me. Meaning whenever you mention me, I'm with you. And this is a great bishara, it's a great glad tiding for the slave that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala should mention this. And in the narration that's narrated by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, وَعَنَا مَا عَبْدِ مَا تَحَرَّكَ بِشَفَتَاهُ I am with my slave as long as my slave, his two lips move with my remembrance. And there was a time in this ummah, there was a time in this ummah that we saw that this is the, the, the sign of the righteous, that their lips were always moving with the remembrance of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. I have seen our, our elders from amongst them, uh, those who will make dhikr with so much uh, regularity, that when they're eating their dinner between their bites, you would see their lips move with the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. From my mashayikh, I've seen those who literally you can see them making dhikr while they're asleep. One might wonder, how do you know if they're making dhikr while they're asleep? Literally, I've seen from the mashayikh, those who will be in such deep sleep that their heads will be cocked back and they'll be snoring. And I'll see their lips moving and I'll see their fingers moving like this. Uh, it's not something that you can uh, fake. Uh, and it's not something that uh, uh, it's not something that happens uh, just by coincidence. 
So at any rate, the, the, the description of the prayer is what? Is that the one who is getting ready for the prayer, he is there to meet with the Lord and it is a private meeting. It is a close meeting. It's not a meeting if someone were to say that, okay, fine, the, uh, you know, the Sultan of Congo is going to come and this is your big chance to meet like some sort of celebrity or whatever. So the message will be filled with a thousand people and uh, you, know, you just can see you saw him from a distance and then he leaves. No, this is something like imagine if uh, you know, anyone from this dunya was to say that I want to meet with you alone for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, for 12 minutes, for a minute, for two minutes. Uh, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? when you go to that meeting. When we have a court date, we wait for the judge in a particular way. When we have a class, we wait for our teachers in a particular way. When we have uh, a, 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 a job, uh, you know, we wait for our boss in a particular way. And even then, oftentimes, we don't get a chance to say what we want or to ask for what we want. Rather, the meeting is governed by a type of transactionality and a type of uh, etiquette that is very restrictive. And the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, quite the opposite. That Allah Most High, uh, he, he is there to hear the entreat, entreating of his slave alone. Uh, uh, the, the, the slave makes munaja, the slave entreats the Lord privately. So let him prepare for that entreatment. Let a person wear their best clothes when they come to the masjid. Let a person wear their best clothes when they pray. Don't just uh, dress like a slob. Uh, and your best clothes means something different for every single one of you. Brother Yunus uh, uh, and our Maghribi friends, maybe they'll wear something like this because that's their culture and their custom. It's also the Rasul used to wear burnus with the ras as well. It's a, a sunnah in that sense, but it's not from the sunnah al huda. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't come in order to give the people fashion advice, even though his fashion is the best of fashion, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But uh, uh, for one qawm it will mean one thing, for another qawm it will mean another thing. But the idea is you yourself, whatever you consider to be formal inside of your heart, wear the best of your clothes, wear the cleanest of your clothes, make your wudu with mindfulness. Make your wudu with mindfulness with the intention that your sins are being washed away and being cleansed uh, with every action of the wudu, the sins of the eyes uh, uh, with your washing of the face, the sins of the hands with the washing of the hands, and the limbs respectfully, irrespectively one by one after that. Let a person come to the salat a little bit early. Let a person not say that, okay, if Fajr at 6.30 and the Imam usually prays for uh, 12 minutes, then I'm going to arrive at uh, you know, 6.36 and I'll still catch the first rak'ah. Rather let a person come early and wait for the, the salat. Why? Because these are the etiquettes of the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first thing we said in this talk was what? Is that there is a, a meeting that you get with Allah and you get to ask Allah ta'ala what you need through that meeting. If you show up to the meeting late, it's like showing up to a job interview late. Will the employer think that you're interested or take this job very seriously? No. If you show up on time, it doesn't mean you're going to get the job. But if you show up late, there's a very good chance you're not going to get it. If you go to a meeting, you have a meeting with the president. What an interesting thing that would be, wouldn't it? 
he'd be, uh, you would meet with him and then he would say, you know, uh, I think Osama is a, you know, a tremendous uh, person, very great, very wonderful, and say some like inane remarks like that. If you want something from him, you have to ask him. If you say, I want to get the zoning for the sidewalk to be expanded in front of the ICC and the city of Parma Heights is not helping me with it. I don't, I mean, I bet they're very helpful people, but just just as an example. If you don't ask, you're not going to get anything. In fact, it's not only like that in the dunya. If you don't ask, you're not going to get anything. It's like that with Allah Ta'ala Himself. Asking Allah Ta'ala is a form of worship. It's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ to ask, this is the very core, this is the very center of a person's worship. So if a person is late to the prayer, if a person doesn't pray at all, if a person is late to the prayer, if a person is ill-equipped for the prayer, if a person is not even paying attention during the prayer, all of these are critical failures. All of these are critical failures They will render the prayer to be... Uh, to be Lacking in the objective, in the, the, the purpose of the prayer, which is what? The purpose of the prayer is from amongst a number of things. It is a vehicle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instituted for the slave, for him to get what he needs from his, from his needs from, from this world and the hereafter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a great vehicle, it's a great help, it's not a punishment. Imagine if there was no salat. Imagine if there was no salat. Go ahead and live your life. You never have to worry about running from here to there or praying, you know, on a sidewalk or in a hallway in school or in the break room at work or whatever. You have no way of asking Allah Ta'ala for your needs. You don't have an appointment to ask and uh, you thereby receive no uh, uh, possibility for your uh, petition to be accepted. You'll become a nobody with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. You'll become a nobody with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Forget about Cleveland and Parma and America and all of these things. Do you think that Islam would have left the streets of Mecca Mukarramah? This salat is a means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, a gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this ummah. In order to benefit from this salat, you and I need to know what the point of it is first, and then how to do it, how to use it, how to benefit from it. There's a great amount of Training that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, gave to his companions in this regard. This is why from the companions عنهم, there were those who it was known if they were to pray two rak'ahs and raise their hands and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something, it would have been given, given to them. There were those who would pray two rak'ahs and raise their hands and ask Allah for rain and it would rain. Forget about the companions عنهم, I know people like that to this very day. I know people like that to this very day. They don't live in Makkah and Medina. Maybe many of them do. There are people who live in this America that are like that. I remember California recently went through great drought. My, uh, uh, my, my colleague and friend, Imam Tahir Anwar, who I think maybe has visited this city before, uh, he, uh, he was part of the arrangement of a Salatul Istisqa, a prayer for rain in California on the heels of an epic drought. And the Muslims got together and they prayed for rain. And it rained the next day. Allah Ta'ala says, A curse be on the one who talks garbage about you behind your back and in front of your face. Some of our uh, ill-guided uh, fellow countrymen uh, who don't like Islam for whatever reason, they publicly said, oh, these guys just saw the weather report and they uh, made up this, uh, this hocus-pocus type of event in order to make themselves look good. 
And a brother literally screenshotted the weather report uh, uh, the day of the istisqa, and it showed five solid, you know, five day weather forecast, five solid days of sun. I've seen this happen here in America, I've seen it happen in other places. The companions used to do it in every generation from that time until this time did it. I harangued my friend. I said, don't you know Imam Abu Hanifa didn't consider Salatul Istisqa to be a Salat anyway from amongst the Imams? He said, really? I said, yeah, go look it up. I go, but still Mubarak, mashallah, look at the piety of this Ummah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether there's a separate Salat for rain or not, that the people of this Ummah, he says to them, Istaghfiru Rabbakum, innahu kana ghaffara, yursilis sama'a alaykum midrara, seek forgiveness from your Lord from your sins. Indeed, he was the one who always loved to forgive you. Seek forgiveness from your Lord for your sins and He'll send down the rain from the heavens in droves. Brothers and sisters, this Salat, the, the experience of the people of the Ummah, not just in the first part, that we dismiss as legendary and we think that these people were not human beings like human beings like us. This Ummah that's still alive to this day, there are people who know how to use the Salat and receive what they need from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Forget about imams and scholars. Think about people with corporate jobs. Think about people with businesses. People whose businesses are running. I've heard the businessmen say, I stood in front of the Kaaba and grabbed its uh, covers and pleaded with the Lord to make such and such shop uh, 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 successful. And now look, now look how successful it is. I've heard it with my own ears. And I laugh at the person. I say, you should have asked for Jannah. You, that was your one uh, dua that you could have gotten answered. And like now you have a really nice store. I hope that Allah forgives you on the Yom Qiyamah as well. I'm not saying bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful that somebody should ask Allah and Allah should give them. And the one who Allah gives one time, he'll give again, inshallah. But the idea is what? Everybody has their own disposition. The one who wants to run a business, that's how they run it. I know a brother who's a computer programmer. He gets paid $500 an hour to fix other people's code. And when he gets to it, and whoever here is a programmer knows that writing code is hard enough for yourself, fixing someone else's code is a nightmare. And he says that, that I, I will get a job and I'll have no idea how I'm going to fix it. And when I get stuck, I stop and I pray two raka'ahs and I ask Allah Ta'ala to save me and to help me from this conundrum I've stuck myself into. And he says the entire problem opens itself for me. Of getting paid $500 an hour, it's not a bad gig. I know you guys don't have a job yet, but it's, you, know, you, could get, you could be doing worse in life, mashallah. If this is the way it is for people who are just working jobs or people who are running mundane businesses, imagine how much more it will be for a person who is trying to do what's right, for a person who's trying to speak what's right, for a person who's struggling in order to provide for himself and for his wife and for his children. It's not easy. Imagine how much more it will be for the person who's trying to survive. It's not easy. It's not easy to survive. It's not easy to want to survive. We see all of these nonsense reports, they're put in the news, they say, oh, so-and-so European nation is the happiest country in the world. Alhamdulillah, Mubarak to you. We have no reason for any, to want anyone to be sad from God's creation. But a person has to wonder how happy are they really when those are the countries that are the ones that are most keen to pass laws about euthanasia, legalizing suicide. The struggle to survive even for one more day. Allah protect us and keep us in afiyah in this world and the hereafter. If someone of you should ever come to a point where you're so sick, where you're so ill, and the doctor has already given the death sentence as if he has the malakul mot, the angel of death on speed dial, to struggle to survive even for one more day, 
is a great act of piety. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the slave who struggles. Do you know how difficult it is? Imagine in that situation, if a person has the salat and they know how to pray, they know how to ask Allah Ta'ala, don't you think Allah will give to that person? They may not live forever, but not, you know, living forever isn't the point of your existence and my existence. You know, what are you going to do? Live forever and work five days a week for the next like 10 million years and, and uh, cash a paycheck? There are bigger things Allah Ta'ala made for you. Imagine the person who is in that struggle when they ask Allah Ta'ala, what will Allah give them? So this is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, I read it, we'll repeat it uh, inshallah right now, I read it in the Arabic portion, that Rasulullah uh, ﷺ, he mentioned the importance about the Fatiha, and without the Fatiha, how the prayer isn't complete. And uh, Abu Sa'ib, one of the Mawali, one of the freed slaves, non-Arab freed slaves, he was talking to Sayyidina Abu Hurairah anhu. And uh, Abu Hurairah anhu mentioned that I heard the Messenger of Allah ﷺ say with regards to this Fatiha, that Allah, blessed is He and Most High, said that I've split the prayer between uh, me and between my slave, uh, two halves. Half of it is for uh, me and half of it is for my slave. And uh, thereafter, whatever my slave asks me, I will give him. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that Allah Ta'ala said that you read, uh, 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 that the slave reads, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, praise be to Allah, Lord of the world. And Allah Ta'ala, after you read this ayah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah Ta'ala will respond to you, My slave has praised me. Meaning what? It's not just something that's one way and Allah Ta'ala is busy like, you know, making sure that like a volcano is erupting somewhere else and he doesn't care about what your prayer is. Rather, you stand for the salat, for the munajah, Allah Ta'ala also responds to you. You say, praise be to Allah, Lord of the world, and Allah Ta'ala says, my slave has praised me. You say, ar-Rahman, ar-Rahim, the, 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 the inner of it, emphatically merciful, the most merciful. And Allah Most High says, my slave has extolled my virtue. You say, Maliki Yawmiddin, Maliki Yawmiddin, the master of the day of judgment, the king on the day of judgment. And Allah Ta'ala says, my slave has magnified me. And the slave says, You do we worship and your aid do we seek. And Allah Ta'ala says, this ayah is, is, is the relationship between me and my slave. You do we worship and you do we seek. Say, my slave cast his lot in with me. So this is the bond between me and my slave. And whatever my slave asks for hereafter, I will give him. And then the slave says, The slave says, Guide us to the straight path, the path of those with whom you are pleased, not the path of those with whom you are angry, nor those who have completely gone astray. And Allah Ta'ala will uh, uh, respond, said, All of these things my slave asked, I've given to him. And whatever else my slave asks, I will give to him. This is what, this is just a fatiha, it's not the rest of the prayer, there's a whole, you know, ruku and sajda, reading things, du'as, adhkar, etc, etc. This is the, the fatiha, the first thing that a person does in the salat after the Allahu Akbar. And after its correct and proper recitation with intention and with tawajjah, with concentration with the Lord, it opens the door that Allah Ta'ala says, not only these things that you ask for are granted, but everything else my slave asks for is granted in the salat. So one should ask themselves, I ask myself and we all ask ourselves, we remind each other with a reminder of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Are we, are we uh, entreating the Lord like He should be entreated? It's not rocket science, it's not something impossible that the High Priest can only do on Yom Kippur. It's something all of us can do. But are we doing it? And if we uh, don't, 
then do we have anyone else to blame for uh, any lack of efficacy in our salat than ourselves? Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to be the ones who stand on time five times a day properly in front of Him in a way that pleases Him, in a way that makes Him happy, and in a way that He has given to us because He wants to uh, hear our prayers and He wants to answer them in this world and the hereafter. And may He not make our prayer a proof against us on the day of judgment or uh, uh, not allow us to show up for the... Uh, appointment of the prayer uh, at all. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum nisa'ibin muslimina fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa